Okay, Patrick Paolini, so much to discuss. Per Sarah usual. Fraser, did you finally get dressed <laughs> since you did like it or not with no clothes on last night? It was a poor outfit choice, you know? Um, I thought well, like... Well, no, or poor camera height choice, I think. Maybe really. that was it. Maybe that was it. I wore this jumpsuit that was off the shoulder, and for whatever reason, it just didn't look like I had it. All it, all it exposed was the shoulder, and so... Um, and then at the end of the show, I just like kind of scrunched down and waved. So it looked like I had no clothes on. So anyway, we had a good time. That show is my favorite. I love such Jim and a, Marina. Such, such, such a good show. It's it such really a good is. show. And you know what? It's a nice, I always think it's a nice break because you guys actually, you should talk about this. Didn't you announce, aren't you doing 80 hours of news a week or something? We do some, technically, we do 78.5 news and information, news and entertainment. We call it original live programming. Original PDF. live programming. Yeah, because like, like it or not, and some of the other stuff, you know, it's quasi newsy, but not necessarily news. So it's um, fun. It's fun. That's what I was saying is like, it's a nice, what I love about doing that show is you guys do a lot of serious journalism, obviously, yeah, but it's we do. a fun half hour where I don't think the audience takes it serious. You know, everyone just comes to have fun. I think that's yeah, and listen, break. I think Jim obviously does a great job navigating Marina and then, you know, the rotating Angie, you, Guy, Sonny, and then, you know, the one-offs that we have are all very good. They uh, really – I mean, it's funny that you can really plug a lot of different people into that show and it still works. I mean, that's pretty hard to do. It's. I think that – I mean, I give um, – Jim a lot of credit for that navigating the show and obviously when Jim's not there Marina will will head it and she does a great job and Angie and so forth but listen Jim really yeah and I will say you know the show's evolved I mean when that first show started it was heavy politics heavy you know now it's just it flows it's just the half hour flies by the 23 minutes or whatever you know 2330 flies by so anyway, it, it, uh, so much fun. For, good plug for like it or not. Um, and if you're not in the DC area, you can see it online or streaming at seven o'clock Monday through Friday. I love it. Fox5DC.com. Um, all right. Well, what's going on with you? What do you feel like ranting about this a lot week? going on in the world. Sarah. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, you know, spring is coming. We got a snowstorm over this past weekend. So hopefully we're finally past. I actually had to pull my shovel out again. I was oh. like, what the heck? And it was... Saturday night, we went out. It was so cold, maybe because we weren't used to it and the wind and it was terrible. Dude, moved to Southern California, you know, almost $8 I, a I gallon thought, gas. I almost I almost said on Saturday night, I'm like, listen, I wish I was Sarah right now. I'd pay the $8 gas and the 12%, you know, state income tax and still wear a mask to get rid of this cold. Jesus. I actually think in California, I got to see, maybe it's different in Los Angeles County, but they've lifted the child mask mandate in California. Yeah, I think everyone, even DC, I think lifts it tomorrow. Finally. I think Prince George County, I, I haven't heard officially, but I believe they're doing it this week. I'm not sure. But, but again, typical, you know, D.C. public schools. Now they have this quarantine. So if you're if, if somebody tests positive in the class and the, the unvaccinated children in the class have to go home in quarantine. Which just put a mask on. OK. Or, do, or don't even put a mask. Like it's I, they always have to come up with some. And, and 
So, so there's been study after study that has come out now and articles. So Perry Stein, who very good education writer for the Washington Post, wrote an article this morning. And again, I'm paraphrasing here. I, re I read it this morning that the states and the school districts that remained open longer or open sooner, who didn't necessarily require the mask for the young, you know, children, the two to fours, certainly in daycare, and then the five to, you know, 11 year olds have, have fared much, much, much better from, 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 a, uh, from an educational standpoint and, and fared no worse from a health standpoint. Right. So, I, you know, listen, I think as time goes on, you're going to realize, or we're all going to realize how, how devastating some of these blue state or blue district counties keeping their kids out for as long as they did from school and then um, keeping the young ones masked impacted learning. I mean, some of the test scores coming out like in Maryland and some of these other places are just terrible. They're super for I mean, like what ages for all ages for high depends. school. So, I, so, so there was an eight, there was a sixth grade. I saw a third grade and a sixth grade in Maryland. I think the third grade was math, 94%. So, you know, they changed the, um, so you remember it was like, do not meet or does not meet, meets, exceeds standards. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So now because, you know, the, the wokeness, the does not meet changed to approached or approaching. What does that mean? No, they, they failed. They didn't meet it. Nine, so I, I think know, the math in third grade was like 94% approached expectations. And the sixth grade, I believe, was 79% did not meet. And that one, I think, was was, was uh, English. Um, so, uh, yeah, or reading, whatever. So, I, you know, I don't, we'll see. Yeah, I just, I just think that the more time that passes, the more they're going to realize how, how terrible that was what anyway. do you you know we've talked about this but it was interesting some of the prince george's county articles that have come out to your point you know pediatricians now come out you can take the masks yeah. off you know all this but prince george's county a couple of days ago um a spokesperson said well the the parents want it the parents want them we have overwhelming phone calls of parents that want the kids masked. do you i mean maybe that i'm sure that probably is true so yeah, that's fine they have that choice but that shouldn't impact the other person's choice Listen, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but that's been the whole problem with this. The, the, the officials have applied non-science. It shifted when they didn't, when, when the science wasn't in their corner, they shifted from using science and the CDC and all that stuff to, well, it'll make people feel safer. It, the parents want it, or what about the teachers or what? Rather than just say, you know what, mask optional. Now, listen, I have friends who have still have kids in, you know, grade school, middle school, and high school in uh, Montgomery County. And they're saying, you know, almost two thirds of the kids are still wearing masks. You know, maybe by, choice, down, right? by choice. By choice. Which, thank is, you. which is fine. 100% yeah. fine. And I still think the people, day. I still think the people that wear it outside and in their cars by themselves are a little out there. But. If a kid feels comfortable, you know, and again, maybe they feel comfortable because they've been scared so much, but. 
And you what? see it here now, you know, I mean, in L.A., all the mask mandates, nobody asks you for your vaccine card. I mean, that yeah, was like a huge thing, right? I mean, to me, it's like, are we all going to freight? You know, is our vaccine card going to be this like old school thing well, in 25 thing. years? Again, I mean, I, again, you know, I for the last years, I've been an expert on uh, infectious disease. And now I'm going to move on to being an expert on foreign policy. No. Have you seen that meme? It's like the Twitter meme, like all these people now are moving on from infectious disease to becoming. But sounds right. Hong Kong, China China is having a major uptick in in Omicron. Okay. Because they avoided that wave. But they're all still wearing masks over there and they're having the huge uptick. So it like it just puts everything into question that we've. And again, I know and I've said this all along. It evolves, science evolves. <clears throat> sure. Yes, it does. But we knew at some point, you and I, because we're the experts, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yes. We knew at some point that we were applying mitigation policies that really were became obsolete or should not have been applied. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, do you want to stick with school? I, I wasn't sure if you retweeted this because um, – you had a comment on it or if you were just retweeting it, but in Montgomery County at Walt Whitman High School, they're getting rid of a Vicathon, right? Is that yeah. it? Um, because of a serious sexual assault accusation. Yeah. So they had um, they had this all night lock in years ago. I forget what it was called. And um, so apparently people were drinking heavily and it became yeah. just a party. So they kind of shifted gears. And then they went to this, like you said, Vic, Vicathon. They're the Vikings or Vikathon, I think. Vikathon, yeah. Thank you. I think he's Vikathon. Because they're the Walt Whitman Vikings. <clears throat> and uh, so it was. It's a. It's the largest fundraiser for the school. And uh, they, uh, uh, you know, some people came forward and said, "Listen, this thing is known for, you know, being forced to grind." You're you're grabbed. You're pulled into a corner, and 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 yeah, people basically start, hookup yeah, culture, right? Ho- like a hookup culture, but forced hookup culture, right? Several several you know young young women came forward, um, and uh, so they canceled it, and they're doing an investigation. So um, and you know the, the the individuals who came forward said that the administrators knew about it. It was this known thing and it never really evolved from what it was, which was a party drunk fest overnight lock in to this kind of dance a thon. And uh, so, yeah, so they, they canceled it and uh, you know, we're still following it on Fox five. We'll see where the investigation goes, but yeah. Um, well, that seems yeah. like the right move to make. I mean, I feel like when yeah, it comes I, to hundred yeah. percent, uh, you know, you know, so I remember high school dances when I was, I mean, everything went, which was terrible. Right. right. It was just, I mean, if you weren't, you know, half lit going, <laughs> you know, I mean, why else would you go to a dance? Right. Right. So, uh, but um, yeah, certainly uh, not cool. And um, yeah, and, I mean, and, I, I and warrants, warrants, an inve- warrants a serious investigation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I forget who broke the story and I apologize to them. I don't know if it was the Post or if it was Washington. Was it? I don't know. I, I saw an article anyway that was yeah, retweeted the, about the, it. But uh, one of the <clears throat> somebody broke the story first, and uh, you know they they did a very good job with it. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, and always when it comes to those things like on school grounds, you know, I mean, they have to take that so seriously as they should. So, um, yeah, right. and hopefully they figure it out and they could, because apparently it, it did generate some significant fundraising for the school. It was like the largest fundraiser for Walt Whitman. Um, you know, a big announcement this morning. They've arrested a man. I don't think they've announced his name. This is the guy that's the alleged serial killer of shooting of homeless people in the Big Apple NDC. Crazy story. Yeah, crazy story. So there was three shootings of homeless men in D.C. Um, two survived, but, you know, seriously injured, obviously. <clears throat> And then one was shot and then I think burned. Yeah. Like there was a fire and they found they found the deceased body. And then I think a DC detective saw a post that NYPD in New York put out saying, basically saying we're looking for someone who shot two homeless people on the 12th of March. So I think the DCs were like, um, and again, I don't have the exact dates, but let's say the I think it was like the 5th, the 6th, and the 8th of March. And then two people were shot in New York. Homeless men were mm-hmm. shot in New York. One died uh, uh, on the 12th of March. And they put the two and two together. They matched ballistics. And then there was a joint investigation. And thankfully, this morning, early this morning, they arrested a man in D.C. They had a very good photo yeah. of him, very, several, you know, uh, surveillance camera shots of him uh, and you know the, the thought was that once they got that really you know the multiple clear shots either somebody would recognize him or or sure. and they arrest they arrested him real this one so uh five i think in total and i'm sure they're going to continue to investigate because you know hopefully he didn't stop in like philadelphia or other places like i would assume they're going to make sure that these are the only five that you know, he, he uh, committed uh, a violent act on, but two dead, five alive. I mean, five shot, two dead. And um, they yeah. got him this morning. So, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, very crazy. Um, yeah, so yeah, yesterday there was a joint press conference between <clears throat> Mayor Bowser of D.C. and Eric Adams, who's the mayor in, in uh, uh, New York, and the two chief of police. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, listen, they clearly work together, which is great to see. And yeah, and yeah, they, that's an awful you know, story. Targeting a, a, a quick arrest. Um, well, let's let's switch gears because I'm curious what your latest thought. You know, here we are a week later in Ukraine, you know, continues to dominate the news, of day, course. Day, what's it? Day 23, day 24, something like that. You know, we know Putin is doing things like saying, oh, we're not bombing hospitals. And then he's bombing maternity wards and hospitals and, and places that, um, you know, really are are um, humanitarian crises on top of an already yeah. you know, humanitarian issue. So what do you think? You know, there's so many different angles to this. You have, um, you know, commentators and opinion people and former military talking about the bigger concern is the alliance that could be being made between China and Putin. And, you know, he's going to push and push and push till we're in Poland. What what do you think the latest is? And Biden, I guess, sounds like he his now biggest thing is, again, sending more military help, right? More planes. You know, how much is he going to do? Yeah, so continues to be a very dire situation. Um, you know, I, if you step back from it, you understand why we can't send troops NATO troops even 
and engage Russian troops in Ukraine. I get it on its, you know. Which is why? Because you're going to just. Well, because, you know, listen, they're not a NATO country and you could potentially start World War III. Gotcha. Right? They have yes. nukes and you don't <clears throat> know how they'll react and, and so forth. Adam Kinzinger, who's the congressman out of Illinois, who, you know, he's known for being very vocal, anti-Trump, uh, pro-democracy, was was on the January 6th commission with, with Liz Cheney, um, very moderate, former military pilot, came out and did, I guess it was called an op-ed, but really he, I think, tweeted out like 30 tweets in a row. And again, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically his point was we're a, we're the world's power mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we should not regardless of nukes and the fear of nukes we should not allow russia we should not be in we, we should not be sitting idle and allowing russia to take over ukraine and his point was you know you know one of the examples he used was that 40 mile military convoy like that could have been easy target by nato fighter jets right like why didn't we take that out now yeah you have the fear of russia retaliating and yeah it could escalate i know it's so it's so difficult yeah but his point is and i thought it it was an interesting point is that we're united states We're, we're we're the we're we're the world's and maybe we don't, maybe some people subscribe that we don't need to be that or shouldn't be that. But the fact is we are. And I think if we said enough is enough, then I think the European countries who have more to lose, by the way, they're right there, may have responded. And again, it's, that's a very delicate, very difficult decision. I'm not not suggesting that yeah because if they if i don't know you know are you are you but and he wrote a lot more in-depth reasoning and rationale as to why he felt it was the right thing to do but doesn't he think by doing that we would kind of push putin to use a nuclear weapon or he, he, he 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 was very adamant that that would never happen it would be it just wouldn't happen anyway okay so the point though is now What's Putin's end game and what's our red line, right? So Biden came out last week and said his red line right now is no NATO countries can be attacked. So basically you're giving, in essence. Yeah, you know, right. You're telling him. I don't want to say carte blanche because there's heavy sanctions. We're trying to do everything we can. So it's certainly not carte blanche, nor do I want to say that. But basically you're saying to Putin, okay, you must stop at Ukraine maybe Moldova, maybe Belarus, assuming he decided to go into those countries. And then you better stop. But is that where we should be right now? Should we be allowing Ukraine to not be Ukraine anymore? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've listened to so-called experts who who say that, you know, the mistake that we made and other European countries made is the sanctions should have been put upon Russia a month when he really was, you know, ramping up and putting $140,000 troops on the Ukraine border. 
again, don't know. You know, listen, I just... Sounds like he was going to do it uh, this regardless. Doesn't matter if you sanctioned him two months ago. Even, or... even our friend Bill Maher came out and said, hey, you know, it's not crazy to answer, ask the question, would Putin be doing this if Trump was in office? Like, because somebody did ask that question and they were like, ah, like, no, that's a, that's a legit question. It really is. It's a legit Do you think question. it is? I mean, it's good. Yeah, 100% legit question. But that's like saying, like, would he have done this if George W. Bush was in No, office? he did it. The only two times that he invaded another country is 2014 Crimea and then here. So. Well, that's probably very that, strategic, don't you think? Yeah. Obama Against and Democratic, Biden were in the White House. And yeah. Well, he's trying to wreak chaos. You know, he's, you know, he knows he's just doing that. Don't you think is a political move because he likes my, my my problem is not with the strategy. It's the messaging. Biden's all over the place. Like he's trying to from a, and I get you have to be political, but he's blaming Russia on the gas prices. Yes. The increase in the last several weeks, clearly because of the Russia invasion. But gas prices were going way up before that. He tried to blame inflation on this. Inf- inflation was through the roof well before Ukraine. I think we had one of the highest inflations in, in, the, in December and January. And February broke a 40-year record at 7.9%. Yeah, yeah. You can feel okay. it. Don't you see it now when you go buy things? Yes, I mean, everything. 100% now. Now you, you're starting everything. to really feel it. Yes. And... He's just all over the place. And then, you know, his vice president goes and just had a terrible press conference in Europe, was struggling to answer basic questions about inflation and some other things. I just think their messaging is all over the place. Like they won't even answer the question about if Putin was to use chemical weapons in Ukraine, which would be should be a clear red line. Obama had a clear red line of use of chemical weapons in Syria, and they used chemical weapons, and we didn't do anything. So clearly, that red line was, you know, in you know, pushed, you know, in sand and pushed away. When uh, do you think part of it is um, they they don't want to give away too much that they they that this kind of confusion is because I'm not, I mean I just feel like these things are so complicated. You know, are. it's and, it's and like I, and I and I've said this you know five times already on this podcast. I know. I don't pretend they're not, but just you're, you know, from just observing, I think the messaging is all over the place from from Biden to to Paskey to Vice President Harris, Harris. Yep. to Blinken to the Pentagon. It's just I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. and and listen, the polls show I, the, you, the American people don't feel confident in this administration's ability to navigate this, um, you know, and as this continues, the polls continue to drop. So that so-called bounce that he got right after the State of the Union, we talked about, I think, last week, six, seven points. Right. He's back down, you know, real clear politics. You know, they're all back down to low 40s, 41, 42. Um, we'll see. We'll see where inflation goes. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting political trying to navigate going forward you know mansion already killed him again on um on you know uh, on a few things this week in particular it's sarah bloom raskin raskin yep, is married go. to jamie raskin a member of the yep. u.s house of oh Rask. i said jeremy raskin jamie raskin oh, yes yep, there sorry. we go no worries um 
So so Manchin gave them another blow in saying that yeah. he will not vote for her is essentially Correct. what you're saying. OK. And why is that a huge bl- why is that another big blow? For another, the Democrats? You know, Manchin, it seems like at every turn, Manchin and either Sanima or Manchin or both have thwarted what you know, what by the Biden administration, administration is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, all right. We can move on to oh. some other lighter. Well, I mean, what happened to us, you know, you want to talk about Naomi Osaka? Well, I was going to talk sports because I'm also curious your um, your theory on Tom Brady. I, I, I guess I'm the only one that thinks that this is odd. Uh, that he is coming out of unretirement 40 days after announcing yeah, that he's retiring. I don't think it's odd. I, listen, I think. Why? Listen, you know, these athletes, and I don't want to say it's all he knows, but it's all he knows, right? Obviously, he's married to, you know, he's got a great family, married to a supermodel, all that stuff. But 23 years, unfinished business. I think he hates the way he lost because you know, listen, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks lost a lot of players. The Antonio Brown situation happened midseason. They were they were depleted. Offensive line, receivers. I also think, you know, I don't think he liked the way the ESPN broke the story and then he had to hold off the... Listen, I think he's going to do it the right. He deserves, assuming this is his last year, you know, to go kind of through the entire season as they know it's his last year. Um, Do you think he's going to pull the Coach K where, you know, you go to every city and they honor you? You think he wants that or Tom Brady is not that type of guy? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I think it's good for sports. I just, I, I don't know. Tom Brady's so calculated. I mean, there's also, do you buy into the Football Hall of Fame? He didn't want to be nominated the same year that Ben Roethlisberger um, might be nominated. There was That's that theory. Yeah, I didn't hear that. That's pretty interesting. You know, possible. Pittsburgh fans, all that. He didn't want to be. That's you know, possible. I don't think? think that, I don't think he was, if he was dead, dead, dead set on retirement and completely done, I don't think that would have tipped the scale to come back but that you know if he was leaning to come back that you know maybe that's became a factor at some point in his mind it's so strange to me i just i just think he's a very well thought out calculated person and then 40 days later to an it's just to me i don't know something's something seems strange like of course you know dan said oh you know he spent 40 days with his wife and then he realized he doesn't want to be <laughs> home you know it's like i'm like excuse me Listen, i yeah. think what are you projecting I, you know, after what after watching his docuseries um, man I'm in the arena. Watch. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he needs to be. I think he's the type of person that needs to really, really be at peace with his decisions. Oh, and I don't man. think he was. I just don't think he was. Dude, you're. I think he's tempting fate. This is the Lance Armstrong. Okay. Okay. If Lance, maybe man, you know, maybe God forbid he gets hurt or goes out. But you know what? This is not good. I, I think he needs to feel like it was. Totally comfortable and his decision, hundred percent, feels good about it. And bad move, man. That's my two cents. Um, what do you think about it? So Naomi? there was there was some speculation though. Okay, yeah. And again, I don't know if this has much validity, but there was some speculation that he really wanted to go to play one year for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, um, their quarterback is um, Garoppolo, who uh, had surgery. Uh, and is probably going elsewhere. Trey Lance, 
is was their first pick last year. Maybe ready, maybe not ready. It's his hometown of San Fran. Mm. So the thought was he'd go to finish his career one year in San Fran and uh, maybe Tampa Bay said, well, sorry, if you're going to come back, you're coming back to us. You're not going to San Fran, who's in the same conference. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, let's talk Naomi Osaka. Um, obviously, tennis star um, yes. heckled with a you suck um, this past week and really rattled her. You know, but I yeah, want to know all your thoughts. In, she's had tough, she, you know, she had issues in the past, correct? She's had, she's, she's, she's been open about some, some mental health issues and that she struggled with. I believe she, I can't remember what tournament it was, but I believe she left a tournament or skipped a tournament. Um, so she's had a, you know, fairly public an open discussion and, 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 and issues with, with mental health. But I say, but it's going to sound terrible, but um, somebody yelling, you suck. If that rattles you that much as a professional athlete, and I get she's young and all that stuff, but this, at the end of the day, she's a professional athlete getting paid to play tennis. If a you suck rattles you that much, I think she needs to step away from the game and really get healthy or try to get as healthy as possible. That's just my take on it. I don't, I don't think you could be throwing fans out left and right for yelling you suck. I just don't. I, and you know, listen. Yeah, okay, it's not great, but it's not the worst. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're playing professional sports. So clearly she's not ready mentally. Again, my, you know, just observing my opinion. She's not, she's not mentally ready. She, like, so the woman yelled, you suck. They wanted her kicked out. She asked to talk to the crowd. She asked for the mic. It became a whole thing. And it's like, she lost in straight sets. Um, I feel bad for her. I do. But at the same time, like, it's professional sports. Like, you know, at some point you have to either deal with fans, unruly fans. I mean, listen, if they were yelling racial slurs and all that stuff. Different story. Sure. Totally different story. But a you suck or, you know, go home or what? <laughs> well, I was trying to find the article because two big um, tennis uh, names. Basically, I think what was interesting about this, you know, she had a lot of empathy when she came out and said she was battling depression. She wanted to step away. A lot of people. Oh, but there was a whole bit. Remember at the press conference, she they thought the questions were very targeted toward her and she got very emotional at the press conference and she left. So there were there was a lot around that. And, and she got pretty much universal support from the tennis community and others during that she felt like she you know at press conferences it was like a gotcha and that you know that shouldn't be the case with you know but on this one i think it's you know well that's my point is i think you know some people in tennis are coming out and basically saying okay you know you this is kind of part of the game you know yeah like you you've got it sort of well and you know um martina oh my god i always say it wrong never to love never to love okay she's She's criticized her in the past, but, you know, 
she says it was heartbreaking, but she also basically says that Osaka has to toughen it out. Like, I mean, I yeah. think I think it's interesting. You're getting people that have empathy. Well, I would for go her, with but... she needs to get healthy and mentally stable, if that's the right wording, before yeah. coming back. Because you know, so I think two things can be true, as I've always said. I think. Yes, she needs to toughen it out. If you're going to play professional sports, somebody yelling, you suck. Honestly, you should be able to laugh that off and kick the other person's butt that you're playing against and move on. Like, laugh at it. Like, that should just even be, yeah, I suck. Like, okay, great. Yeah, I get, I hear that every day. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. Yeah, you wouldn't come to work, you know? Well, my like... point is, if that, if that makes her cry and get emotional, sure. you have to talk to the crowd and lose her cool and lose the the match. Yes. Then I, get I think it. she she needs some she, she needs to step away and get some help. Yeah. Um all right, anything you want to finalize with? I know you kind of have a tight window today. No, I think we talked about a lot. I uh We've covered it all. I mean, you know, Kanye West, I guess, and Pete Davidson are the only things. But lo- do you care? I love I love uh, Pete Davidson throwing shade from Kim's bed, right? Isn't it so petty? It's so petty. And then he's going to go up in the phallic symbol up to, uh, <laughs> where's he going? Well, they, they don't go space. to space. They That's just go to space. the. By the way, he doesn't have to train. He sits in a chair. Don't I was watching just... TMZ. TMZ yeah. is the best. They're like, they're like, it's, it's like a, it's like a universal ride. <laughs> like you go up, you come down. Don't they go to like the space. tip of the atmosphere or something? They come back. Yeah. They don't actually even go into space. It's so yeah, anyway. It's just the whole thing is whatever. All right, Patrick. Uh, Sarah, where we... when are you going to space? Um, I have zero desire. I, I'm I'm good to stay here on Earth and if, uh, pay. If, if Jeff if Jeff Bezos calls you, you'd say no. Oh, I mean, please, 100. percent Are you kidding? And you know, I'm like two miles from where Bezos lives. You know, how do I get an invite? You know, have, to... you, have you have you stalked his house at all yet? Or I no, but I should show up there. That might be a great, um, <laughs> what an entry, really. <laughs> then I'll be on Fox 5, not as a commentator. Yeah, well, that's all right. Anyway, you get, listen, <laughs> at this point in your career, all publicity is good. True, true. I have to agree, actually. Um, all right, where do people find you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. Okay, we'll see you next week. Sarah, bye. Bye.